All right, so they, um, first going to honor the God who's ahead of my life. I bring you greetings from First Missionary Baptist Church, where my pastor, Pastor Darnell Jones, is my pastor. My biggest pet peeve in the whole church, they're going to start my time when I read the scripture. My biggest pet peeve, my biggest pet peeve in the whole church is when praise and worship stops because praise and worship stops. That's my biggest issue in the whole church. As if he stopped being good because the organ is quiet. As if he stopped being awesome because there's nobody on the drums. Can we just take a moment and just say, thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. You're worthy, Jesus. He don't stop being worthy because the atmosphere isn't conducive. I dare you to shout at the DMV. I dare you. I dare you to worship at the library. I dare you. I, I promise. He's just as good there as he is here. All right, all right. All right. I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. Luke chapter 23, verse 39. It says, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. They said, aren't you the Christ? Aren't you the Messiah? The, a better transition is if, if you're really God, if you're really the Savior, then save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you have the same sentence, we are punished justly. For we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Say nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth today. You will be with me in paradise. There's a story of two men who were in prison. Um, they knew each other because they shared cells right next to each other. And all the cells were exactly the same. One bed, one toilet, one window. And the man shouted to his neighbor and he said, look out your window. What do you see? And he said, I see mud. Mud as far as the eye can see. He said, what do you see? He said, I see sky. Sky as far as the eye can see. Tonight we're going to talk about two perspectives looking at the same God. The Bible says that, that Christ, that Christ was, was put in the center of these two men. He has a thief to his left and a thief to his right, and they put Christ in the center, and there's a reason for that. They wanted him to look like he was a part of the gang. They wanted to put him in the most dishonorable position to make it seem like he was the leader of these thieves, but I want to park there for just a moment. We have to really question the history of this time. Were they really just thieves? 
when you look at the, 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 the history and, and what was happening at that time, there was a military slash religious sect that were going to war against the Romans. They, they, didn't, they didn't acknowledge Roman, the Roman Empire. See, when Alexander the Great would take over a place, he created a process called Hellenization. Hellenization is when I take over everything that's there. We're going to teach Greek history. I'm going to teach your kids Greek language. I'm going to teach your kids Greek art. So even the next generation, they think they're Greek. They were watching, watching their culture being erased, being destroyed. So all of them didn't just get with the program like the church did. Some of them decided we're going to fight back. So it's not too far of a stretch to believe that these thieves might have just stole something from the Romans. Did some killing against the Romans. Actually, if you go back a little further, there was this man by the name of Barabbas. John 18.40 says, they cried... They all again saying, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. It's interesting. The word origin for the word Barabbas actually means bar Abba. Bar means son of. Abba means father. So Barabbas, his name meant son of the father. And it's interesting that they chose the father's only begotten son to die and let the son of the father live. I think, I think it's important to acknowledge these thieves. These thieves, they got caught the same way Barabbas got caught. And I think it's, it's, it's interesting I believe that these cats were in cahoots. And instead of them having their leader in the middle of them, they got the master in the middle of them. You have two, two different views of God. The man says, if you're the Christ, then save yourself and then save us. And there's a, there's, a, there's, a challenge, there's a challenge there that I want to lift. We focus a lot about on the, the, the other thief, the, the good thief, as if that, how oxymoronic is that. But this man, his perspective of Christ wrapped up God's identity as Messiah and his ability to save him. If you're Christ, then you can save me. But if you can't save yourself and me, you must not be. And it's so easy for us to, uh, to demonize that man, but I cannot be honest. I wonder if he's not alone. I wonder, I wonder if there's more of us that, that allow our situation and our pain and our worries to affect the identity of God, that you're God if you help me, you're God if you fix it, you're God if you heal me, you're God if you remove this discomfort, you're God if you fix this issue, then I'll let you be God in my eyes. Then, then I'll let you be God after you fix it. After you, you, you remove the discomfort, 
But I, I, we have to be honest. We have to be honest. Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Why, why is his perspective skewed pain? Disappointment. He wanted to lead the rebellion against the Romans and got caught. He's physically under anguish. Some of us nowadays, oh, I'm just sick. I didn't get the job. I didn't get the date. I didn't get the number. I didn't get the position. I didn't get the title. And now I'm hurting. And pain has a way of jacking up your perspective. Because as long as I'm focusing on my pain, I can't hope to see God clearly. I'm not telling you to pretend like your pain isn't there. I'm telling you you have to trust God past how much it hurts. You cannot let pain change how you see God. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I'm going to put it this way because the color changed. Listen, the only difference between pain and paint is whether or not you put the cross at the end of it. The only difference between pain and paint is whether or not you put the cross at the end of it. Yes, God, it hurts, but you took a hurt that was bigger. Yes, God, I didn't like it, but you took something that was worse. Yes, God, it doesn't feel good, but you hung on the cross for me, and I'm not going to let my pain not let me see you. I need to see you. I need to see you. I need to see you. My dad wasn't there, but I need to see you, God. I don't know how to do it, but I need to see you more than I need to cover my pain. I really, I, really want you to, I really want you to ask yourself, when it hurts, who is God? When it doesn't work, who is God? If you allow, if you allow the identity of God to be wrapped up in the presence of pain, then you'll never know him. Because he said, my servants have to bear a cross. My servants have to feel this pain. You must suffer with me to... I'm almost done. That's one perspective. And there's another one. There's another one. There's another thief. He says, uh, he says some interesting thing. And I believe he gives us the example of, of, of whether or not you can know if you see God clearly. The man says, uh, the man says, Don't you fear God? For the Baptist in the room, point number one. If you see God clearly, if you, <laughs> I'm going to be obedient. If you see God clearly, you will fear him. If you ask yourself, here's the test whether or not I see God clearly. Am I afraid? Do I have reverence? Not am I just grateful for the power and the glory and the majesty. Am I in awe of his power? Am I struck down by his goodness? Notice that everyone in the Old Testament that ever met God almost died. I am a man undone. If you see God clearly, then you will. He says, he says, aren't you afraid? Because if you see God clearly, you fear. The next thing he says, he says, since you're under the same sentence, and I believe that if you see God clearly, you're going to be, you're going to be afraid, but then you're going to have some humility. I uh, recently started going to the gym. Very recently. Don't look for effects yet. I'm just saying very, very recently. And um, very recently. And um, I'm married. I'm living good. I'm saying I'm blessed. 
What I'm saying is, I just started going back to the gym. And there are fellas in there that can lift things that I can't. And I just wish that I took a prayer partner with me. That would have that kept me from trying to lift something I couldn't lift. There's something about seeing power that makes you realize how small you are. There's something about being the smallest fish in the pond that makes you acknowledge there's somebody greater than me. I'm saying if you see God clear, you'll be humble. You won't brag about titles. You won't, you won't think you're better than anybody else. You won't, you won't push anybody else away. You'll acknowledge that well, we are all sinners saved by grace. All of us have fallen short. That's if you see him, if you see him clearly, if he's God to you. And lastly, and I'm done, lastly, and I'm done. It says, don't you fear God. If you see God clearly, you'll fear. It says, since we're under the same sentence, I acknowledge where I am, humility. Then he says, for we, we're getting what our deeds deserve. And I think that if you see God clear, you're going to be afraid. You have reverence. You're going to be humble. And then, then, then you get convicted. Because something, after seeing how far I am away, it hurts a little bit. After I see how, how much I've fallen short, it stings a little bit. How holy he is makes me want to hide my face if you see him clearly. And lastly, if you see him clearly, the last thing is you see how worthy he is. The man said, because this man has done nothing wrong. I'll leave you with this thought. And one man succumbed to his situation in pain and allowed it to skew the identity of God to him. Where he was in the exact same place, the exact same proximity of a savior. And missed it because he didn't see him. I want you to look to your left. And now look to the person to your right. I want you to ask yourself. Because of the second thieves' faith, he got saved. You got somebody to your left, to your right. Which thief for you? Well, ask the question. Which daddy? <laughs>